Hello everyone, this is Tapasya and in this audio, we are going to talk about Elizabethan to Jacobian drama. So, we'll start with the introduction of Elizabethan age and then we'll talk about all the dramatists and then later we'll talk about all the poets. So, beginning with the introduction, Elizabethan age is named after the reign of last Tudor monarch of England that is Queen Elizabeth I who ruled for 1558 and 16 till 1603. However, the age is not just a limit to the period when Elizabeth ruled. There are certain literary characters or characteristics which developed during Elizabeth's reign and continued for some years after her death in 1603. Queen Elizabeth reign saw a rise in the concept of nationalism in England and this is reflected in the increased interest that writers had in writing literary and dramatic work in the English language. As a result, Elizabethan England saw a significant growth in the cultural developments. The Queen herself was a great patron of art and her actions, image and court atmosphere led to the flourishing of art and literature in the period. Now, During this period, you'll find England made significant advances in relief of navigation and exploration. It began colonization to the Americans with what Walter Raleigh's uh, executions to the Atlantic shores. Its most important accomplishment was the circumnavigation of the world by Sir Francis Drake between the year 1577 and 1580s. Now if we talk about the literature of Elizabethan age, this age saw the appearance of the first English comedy and the first blank verse tragedy in 1550s or around 1560s. Now these ultimately gave rise to an art form that remain heavily studied even today. In Ralph Royster Doyster, a comic play by Nicholas Udall is generally regarded as the first comedy to be written in English language for around 1553. In 1562, one of the earliest blank verse play, that is Duck, was performed for the Queen and it is considered to be the first English blank tragedy. Now if you talk about uh, the theatres, you'll see that this age had witnessed the establishment of the theatre, the theatre, in 1576. And this was the earliest theatre which was ever built. So following the theatre, there was many such theatres such as the Rose, the Swan. Uh, the most popular of all was the Globe and this was created in year 1599. Then, 
let's begin with the main dramatist of elizabethan age through which we'll be learning about the tragedies comedies okay and all types of major works that they have written so first of all the elizabethan period was one of the great for the theater and performing art and there were numerous playwrights who contributed a lot of great works let's start with the university wits okay now university wits is a group of english dramatist who wrote in 16th century and they were educated at the universities of oxford or cambridge this significantly influenced the development of elizabethan literature now the group includes john lilly george peel robert green christopher marlowe thomas lodge thomas nash and thomas kidd the thomas kidd he was also a part and although he had studied in different schools um, he sometimes added sometimes not into the university wits so uh, according to edward albert the play of university wits had certain common features and there was a fascination towards the heroic theme style and their treatments and all their treatments were very heroic and their theme had a tragic or you would say the theme was very tragic in nature now let's begin with the first university wit that is john lilly he was born in 1554 and he died in 1606 now john lilly uh, if we talk about his literary career and his work uh, lilly is best known for his prose romance that is euphases or it has in another name that is the anatomy of wit this was in year 1578 and its sequel that is euphases and his england in year 1580s now the name euphases literally means a person well endowed with wit in lilly's work you'll find that Euphasus is the young gentleman of uh, Athen Athens and is graced by the nature with great personal beauty and by fortune with a large uh, patrimony but he uses his brilliant wit to enjoy the pleasure of wickedness rather than the honors of virtue Now Euphasus exemplifies the demoralized state of Italian society. There are few of the major works that is Euphasus or the uh, Anatomy of Wit that we have already discussed. There was a sequel that is Euphasus and his England. Then uh, his important work that is Campas. Then there was Mother Bomb, Midas, Love's Metamorphosis. this was published in year 1589 endymion which was published in 1591 women on the moon that was published in 1597 so let's move on to the next university wit that is george peel 
He was born in 1558 and he died in 1596. And if we talk about his uh, literary career, in 1585 he was employed to uh, write the devices of pageant. Born after uh, a Wollstone Dix, and in 1591. he devised the pageant in the honor of another lord mayor that is sir william webb now george peel's work that is the uh, the arrangement of paris this was published in year 1584 and was the courtly mythological pastoral play which paid a tribute to queen elizabeth there is one another work that is the battle of uh, alcazar this was published in 1594 and this was semi historical play there was uh, the work that is the old wives tale 1595 was the romantic satire on the current dramatic taste so these were few of the important uh, works of george peel moving on to the next important dramatist that is or university wit that is robert greene he was uh, born in 1558 and he died in 1592 now robert greene's literary career begins with the romance melilia in 1583 his honorable history of friar bungay and friar bacon i'm repeating it again uh, honorable history of friar bungay and friar bacon this was the play which was written in 1591 and it published in 1594 this is considered as one of the first romantic comedies his play deals with bacon's proof of his magical powers before king henry the 3 his short romances you'll see were written in the manner of john lilly's euphases which includes pendosto the triumph of wit this was published in 1588 from which shakespeare drew the plot for a winter's tale you'll see robert green who wrote uh, pamphlets regarding to urban low life such as a notable discovery of uh, loose nature this was published in 1592 he also wrote an autobiographical pamphlet okay and he died in 1592 in the house of a poor shoemaker so moving on to the next university word that is thomas lodge He was born in 1557 and he died in 1625. The Thomas Lodge was probably born in London and his father that is Sir Thomas Lodge served as the Lord Mayor of England. Now if you see Lodge made his first appearance at the University of Oxford. and afterwards a scholar under the loan to mr edward hobby of trinity college 
if you talk about his literary careers and his work his first uh, came intention about the literary circle was about the defense of the place in 1580s his pamphlet was written in a reply to stephen gosson's attack on the stage play lodge's best play in the prose romance is rosalind r o s a l y n d e which provided the plot for shakespeare's as you like it now his other plays includes uh, if you see sila metamorphosis this is published in 1589 the wounds of civil war 1594 then marguerite of america 1596 and lodge also collaborated with uh, robert green on the play a looking glass for london and england a looking glass for london and england so when lodge gained some success for his literary endeavors he gradually became convinced about its lack of monetary potential so to ex- escape uh, poverty he took several long sea voyages and he worked on medicines to make his living uh, in 1597 you should remember he became a roman catholic and his few of the major important works are the treatise of the plague which i failed to mention and the others that i have already mentioned fine then comes thomas nash he was born in 1567 and he died in 1601 talking about his literary career and work martin marpilate was the pseudonym under which he appeared several puritan pamphlets satiring the authoritarianism of the church of england under archbishop john whitgift the thomas nash is believed to have written several satiric uh, pamphlet of which an almond for a parrot this was been published in uh, 1590s and can also be attributed to him with uh, conviction now thomas nash's most significant work is his picaris tale that is the unfortunate traveler or the life of jack wilston this was published in 1594 now it is an account of the wild oversea adventures of a youngster um called jack wilton this work is considered to be the uh, precursor of the picaris novel and is also sometimes known as the first english historical novel his other works are uh, pierce penniless colon his supplications to the devil this was published in 1592 the next important work is the terrors of the night 1594 and summer's last will and testament this was published in 1600 now thomas nash was involved in a bitter pamphlet war 
with Gabriel Harvey, whom he also abused in Pierce Penniless. Now Harvey further attacked Nash, uh, uh, Nash's Pierce Penniless in Pierce's Super Interrogation. This was published in fifteen ninety three. So again, Thomas Nash had uh, countered with "Have with you" to Saffron Walden. in 1596 so this war controversy finally ended in june 1599 when archbishop white gift and bishop bancroft decreased uh, that all all nash's book and uh, dr harvey's books be taken away wheresoever they may be found and that none of their books be ever printed thereafter so thomas nash had died in age 34 in 1601 moving on to the next dramatist that is thomas kidd now kidd probably began his career as a popular playwright about 1583 and he produced his most significant work that is the spanish tragedy or hieronymo is mad again sometimes around 1589 to 92 now it is based on the tragedies written by the roman playwright seneca who whose plays are focused on murders and revenge now thomas kidd if you see his plays established on the elizabethan stage uh, the revenge tragedy a genre which includes william shakespeare's hamlet now other works by kidd are his translation of uh, torquato tasso's uh, padder di falminga which was published as the householder's philosophy this was published in 1588 and the translation of robert garnier's uh, cornelia this was published in 1594 now in 1590 kids seem to have been given writing for a stage and enters the services of unnamed lord the kid was probably the private secretary of the noble man and um, he was patronized as a company of uh, players for which christopher marlow also was the most likely uh, writer this brought kid and marlow into the close acquaintance and if you see kid was arrested by the queen's uh, privy council for possessions of um, heretical and blasphemous paper now his paper were found shuffled with some of the marlows who was imprisoned a week later kid was imprisoned and interrogated thoroughly about the origins of his papers but kid confessed that he had received the papers from marlow though he was later released uh, his patron refused to take him back into service so he therefore died of poverty in 1594 okay moving on to the next dramatist that is uh, christopher marlow Uh, he born he was born in year 1564 and he died in 1593 
now the most talented of shakespeare's contemporary that is christopher marlowe was born in canterbury around 26 february 1564 now if we talk about his literary career and work it is very important to understand that after his education marlowe went to london where he started writing for the stage so his first play that is dido queen of carthage was also written while he was uh, still a student at cambridge but it was not published until until 1594 his second play that is uh, turbulence the great this is about the scythian shepherd and his thirst for power was published in 1590s now marlowe's famous mighty lines first came into focus in his play and was established uh, the blank verse at the staple medium for later elizabethan and jacobean dramatist writing his uh, other famous play are dr faustus which was been published in 1604 and this is about a scholar who is in his quest for infinite knowledge and power and sells his soul to the devil the next work is the jew of malta which was published in 1633 which is the dramatic re- uh, presentation of a uh, machiavellian man barabbas apart from his dramatic work marlowe also succeeded in non dramatic verses that is his hero and uh, leander is a mythological poem which uh, consists of 818 lines this unfinished poem was completed after his death by george chapman the marlowe died of a stabbed wound in a possible government uh, safe house and he was buried on 1st of june in the churchyard of st nicholas if you talk about this uh, poetry you'll see that uh, translation of book 1 of dukan uh, farsalia the date is unknown translation of ovid's elegies then the passionate shepherds to his love then hero and leander this was one of the unfinished work and george chapman had completed it now moving on to the next dramatist that is uh, francis bacon now he is a philosopher and statesman Uh, he was born in 1561 and he died in 1626 his political and literary career was at boom bacon composed his first political memorandum a letter of advice to queen elizabeth which earned him instant attention now bacon's political career flourished under the reign of king james the 1 he was knighted in 1603 and further went on to receive a number of appointments and lord keeper if you if you uh, he also became a member of privy council and he received two titles that is uh, baron verulam and viscount saint albans that is not that important to remember but then yes you should know about it his uh, political career came up to an abrupt 
end in 1621 when he was impeached for taking bribes now bacon pleaded guilty and spent 4 days in prison at the tower of london because of this he lost his position at the court and he devoted the remaining years of his life in the writing and producing some of the most significant works such as the history of reign of king henry the 7 this was published in 1622 six essays on natural history called the history of winds which was published in 1622 and de arguments uh, scientiarum this was published in 1623 and uh, these were one of the uh, few important uh, works but there are many other that is uh, novum organum which was published in 1620 then you will see the new atlantis this is published in 1626 okay so um, there are few important quotes about francis bacon that is if a man will begin with certainties he shall end in doubts but if he will be content to begin with doubts he shall end in certainties the second important quote uh, is knowledge is power the third important quote is fame is like a river that beareth up things light and swollen and drown things weighty and solid next important work quote is reading make a full man conference a ready man and writing an exact man next is wives are young men's mistresses companions for middle ages and old men's nurses these are few of the important quotes of francis bacon now moving on to one of the important a uh, person and dramatist of elizabethan age that is william shakespeare he was born in 1564 and he died in 1660 he was also known as the bard of avon now if we talk about shakespeare shakespeare's literary life can be divided into four main uh, periods first is the pre 1594 then uh, 1594 to 1600 then 1601 to 1608 then it is 16 or post 1608 the first literary period that started from 1585 and it ended in 1594 this was his first literary period and shakespeare wrote 26 sonnet and 7 plays okay and ruben post helic states that showing the ex, uh, exuberance of youthful love and imagination plays of this period also show the influence of christopher marlowe that is henry the 6 part 1 part 2 part 3 richard the 3 titus andronicus comedy of errors then uh, taming of the shrew and shakespeare's poem that is venus and adonis and rape of lucrece was all written during this period moving on to the second literary period from 1594 to 
Now this is known to be Shakespeare's second period, and it is attributed to his chronicle history plays and joyous comedy. This period constitutes historical plays such as Richard the Two, Henry the Four, Part One and Part Two, Henry the Five, and comedies such as Midsummer's Night Dream, uh, The Merchant of Venice, Venice, Much Ado About uh, Nothing, As You Like It. and 12th night this period shows progress in shakespeare's dramatic art now the third literary period that is 1601 and 1608 now in this third period of literary life shakespeare mostly wrote tragedies or romances with tragic resonances so some of the shakespeare's most famous tragedies were written in this period that is hamlet othello king lear Macbeth, Antonio and Cleopatra, and his bitter comedies such as All's Well That Ends Well, uh, Measure for Measure, these two also belong to this period. So the darkness, bitterness, or sadness that features the work of this period was perhaps influenced by the events of Shakespeare's own life, because of his father's death in sixteen not one, and. execution of earl of essex by elizabeth and the stressful state of his friends lives the last important literary period in the life of shakespeare was during this late year the his life shakespeare wrote three important plays that is winter's tale cymbeline and the tempest the plays of this period are characterized by a grave cynicism and regis uh, resignation now this period also includes works in
so when we talk about uh, shakespeare that is obvious that we will be so few of the works of shakespeare's comedy that is as you like it cymbeline the merchant of venice uh, taming of the shrew twelfth night amidst amidsummer's night dream much ado about nothing the two gentlemen of verona the uh, winter's tale comedy of errors love's labor's lost uh, then pericles uh, then you could say the tempest the merry wives of winster okay you don't need to remember all of it but yes you should remember that these were the plays which comes under comedy okay we you do not need to go into details for few of the works but yes the uh, initial works that i have talked about uh, one of the literary sets of uh, or the four literary uh, periods of shakespeare's life into which we have discussed many of his plays uh you need to go into details of those plays then um, you should remember that shakespeare had written a uh, roman plays also that were uh, julius caesar and uh, antonio and cleopatra and coriolanus then um, there was shakespeare's contemporary that was george chapman if you talk about his literary career and his uh, works chapman's first Uh, had published published a work that is the shadow of night uh, in 1594 and his long poem was divided into two parts the uh, hymnus and uh, hymnus of uh, cythinium so first was hymnus of noctem and second is hymnus of cythinium these contains the hymns related to uh, night and cynthia these are the greek goddess of moon and the second work is ovid's banquet of uh, sense this is published in 1595 then uh, chapman's reputation was further cemented by his continuation of christopher marlowe's hero and leander and his translation of homer now john keats effusively on first looking into chapman's homer he had praised chapman's translation of uh, homer into his famous poem now apart from all these chapman began writing for the stage around 1595 and his first extant play was the blind beggar of alexandria and the most famous comedy was all fools which was based on two classical roman comedies by terence his best known tragedy was uh, buzzy d amboise this was based on the career of uh, the protege of brother of henry the 3 of france okay then let's move on to the next dramatist that is ben jonson now ben jonson was born in 1572 in london his father was a clergyman and he died before he was born and if we talk about his literary careers and his work in london jonson joined a theatrical company 
and established himself as an actor and playwright uh this was a satirical work he wrote along with the thomas nash which was entitled as the isle of dogs and a year later he gained the recognition with uh, his first major success that is every man in his humor his play also has a has a sequel that was every man out of his humor and this was elaborated with his famous theory of humors uh you should remember that ben johnson was also involved in the famous war of theaters with the uh, playwrights thomas uh, decker and john marston in the reply johnson critiqued marston's style in futian okay in uh, his every man out of his humor and then again marston believed that uh, johnson's attack uh him again in cynthia's revel so this uh, war went on and later johnson wrote the poetaster in which he mocked both marston and decker's style of writing now apart from his humor plays johnson most well known plays are his comedies that is epicone or the silent woman volpone the alchemist and bartholomew fair uh johnson had two tragedies on roman theme that was sejanus and uh, catiline now in his essay of dramatic poesy dryden praised uh, johnson as the most learned and judicious writer which any theater have ever had now he was compared uh with shakespeare and was known as the more correct poet so according to dryden if shakespeare was homer johnson was virgil and this was all about uh, ben johnson his important uh, writings and there is one more thing that is uh, very important to remember that he had participated into mask and he was the one who started the anti mask so which were not that famous during that time because it was the initial stage but then uh, those were one of the uh, famous uh, times when anti mask was being started then um, there are other major uh, dramatists like john marston thomas middleton john webster philip messenger uh, john ford beaumont and fletcher you need to just learn about their writings okay then uh, talking about the famous elizabethan uh, poet that is uh, edmund spenser right so uh, edmund spenser if we talk about his literary work he his most important works were the shepherd's calendar which was published in 1590 uh, 1579 and it had a positive review and it was dedicated to philip sidney so in imitation of the classical poet virgil the shepherd's calendar it consisted a series of equologues uh, equologue with short poems okay 
and you'll see that uh, there were various characters in the guise of innocents and simple shepherds now through the poems spencer hoped to secure a place uh, at the court which he visited in walter relic's company to deliver the most famous work that is the fairy queen and he offered elizabeth the fairy queen in an attempt to gain her favor then um, spencer wrote a prose pamphlet titled a view of the present state of ireland because uh, if you remember spencer who lived in england had moved to ireland uh, and there he found uh, few situations which were uh, very bad and he wrote about ireland and asked help from many of the countries okay then the next uh, poet is uh, philip sidney his four important three important works that is the countess of pembroke that is arcadia in 1590s astrophil and stella in 1591 then the apology uh, for uh, poetry which is uh, well known as a defense of poesy uh, or the defense of poetry this was published in 1595 so i hope uh, i wasn't able to uh, take away everything into the uh, elizabethan era and jacobean era because those two eras are very uh, widespread and very huge but yes if you want to know about every details of every dramatis and poetry you can join our paid courses into which a very uh, beautifully narrated stories and all the information is given and arranged in an orderly manner so that's all for this audio thank you so much for listening this audio